Make sure as you flow into the next thing that it is aligned with your 2021 goals. We've got this like tidying up, but also this morphing into the new year and new projects. And we need to make sure that the two cross over and are aligned. So you've got this beautiful like flow through from 2020 to 2021. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, hanging out here with, or as always, with always, as always, with Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I do proper English too. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that a lot of times when you and I are talking, people would have no idea what we're talking about. And it's not at all because we make stuff up as we go along. Not at all, not at all. But we do try and rein it in, which is what we're going to do today. We're going to stay right on track and talk about setting ourselves up for the end of the year or making sure that we're planning so that we finish the year strong. That's right. So one of the things that you and I both do, and we've talked about this before, is that this time of year with, wow, less than 90 days to go until 2021 is that we go into planning mode. And we start to look at what have we achieved over the course of 2020. And obviously this year, perhaps unlike any in in memory, we've uh, we've had to pivot, change, realign, readjust, do things differently than what our goals were when we started out 2020. But uh, we also do that. You know, what's what does 2020 look like, or, or what do we want 2021 to look like? And that's what Absolutely. we do in October of a year. Now it is right less than less than ninety days to go. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bit crazy because if I think back to where my head was at, you know, back in March and April, I thought twenty twenty was going to go forever. <laughs> it went pretty slowly, but then I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, we're here and it's mid October, and I'm thinking, wow, where did that go? And I think that we've got to be very careful that we don't get caught thinking that you know 2020 has been this crazy year and we don't need to plan because we don't need we don't know what's coming up because essentially even though it has been a crazy year we never know what's going to come up so we still need to make sure that we do have some sort of plan in place that's right here's the rule if you don't plan it will happen to you if you do plan you've got a chance of happening to it Mm, absolutely absolutely so let's talk about sam let's talk about some of the things that we do around this time every year we're going to talk about our 2021 planning process that we do now right now and how we finish out the year as strong as we possibly could given the circumstances that we find ourselves in Absolutely, because the two do cross over here. The planning and the finishing off actually have a crossover because we're sort of blending out of the old, making sure that we finish off and blending into the new and making sure that what we're doing is aligned with what we want to be achieving next year. Okay, Sam, before we go on here, I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. If we reflect back, now obviously as part of our planning process, a backwards reflection is as important as our forward navel gazing. (laughs) 
But if you look at, if you pull out your plans, and I know you keep lovely decal records, which is something I'm so envious of. <laughs> you could do it too, Tim. I know, I know. Right? Mm-hmm. I will, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I know you will. All right. If you look at your October plans last year, which is when mm-hmm. I know you do it, and you start to look at what 2020 would have looked like, if you look back on those plans now, how close to those do you think you came with all the pivots and realignments and everything that we've had to all endure? So my business right now looks nothing like what I thought it was going to when I planned out last year. What 2020 has done in our business is given us the space to look at what we were doing. We've had a great year because we were able to look and pivot very quickly. So we're actually way ahead of where I had planned to be in October 2020. And it means that my 2021 is looking quite different to what I thought it would. Because as you know, we've spoken a few times on the show, whilst I plan out the year ahead, we also sort of pencil out the year later to make sure that we're in alignment. It's completely different to what we thought it was going to be. And we're in a, a much different place and probably a much better place than where I was expecting to be. Yeah, it's funny how that are thrown these curveballs, these uh, you know, these out of the box things, and we go, okay, how well can we respond to this and provide something that people want? But it comes back to those fundamentals that we need in our business. We mm. need, and I like I did a, a Facebook live this morning talking about a, a three year old going door knocking. It was a story I, I chatted to a, with a friend of mine about that. Ultimately, our business is there to solve other people's problems, mm-hmm. and if those problems change. We need to change with those problems in order to be able to sort of still have a viable business. We can't just hang Mm. on to something that nobody wants anymore. Absolutely. Gary V sent out an email today. I don't know if you've seen it, but his subject line was, don't cancel the year that woke you up. He said, a lot of you are shitting on 2020, but in reality, it's the year that made you reflect, increased your self-awareness and maybe exposed you to new opportunities. And I would 100% agree with that. Well, that's right. You wouldn't have had your genies had it, had it not been for COVID. No, and my virtual genies have completely changed our business model. It's changed the way that we're interacting with our clients. And my clients just absolutely love having a team that they can now give all their tasks to. I mean, <laughs> it's a dream come true for them and it's been really great for us as we sort of sat down and went, well, how can we create the biggest impact in our business? Which is the question we asked ourselves back in March, how can we create the biggest impact possible? And it was over and above what we were actually delivering. It was about how can we, how can our vision take as many people to their vision as possible? Mm, Absolutely. Okay. Let's look forward to 2021 now. And Mm -hmm. we've sort of mapped out a couple of themes. You know, if you're listening to a regular listener to this podcast, you know that we often plan our months around a particular theme. um, Mm -hmm. And we've mapped out the next 90 days or the next, what's it going to be, 75 days, 11 weeks until new financial year, um, Mm -hmm. starting with um, October around foundations and, and planning for 2021. Absolutely. So this is the month that you and I both sit down and map out the next year. And even though I did mention before that we're not currently implementing my 2019 October plan, if I hadn't have done that plan, I wouldn't have been able to pivot so quickly. You kind of need a plan in place to be able to make that pivot. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the two things. Um, something that you said before our before our call today um, was mapping some of those things out around your lifestyle and then monetary goal. Mm. Not because most people just think, "Oh, I'm just going to pick a number," and it's it's mm-hmm. a number that's very rarely based in any kind of reality, isn't it? It's saying, oh, I'm going to make it's, it's a number of thousand dollars or whatever it happens to be. Or it's just an it's just this arbitrary number, and we see. You know, it's a bit of a hangover from corporate legacy days, I guess, if you came out of mm-hmm. corporate. We just picked this sort of, well, we think next year you increase your sales budget by 20% and away you go. Mm. <laughs> right, but it's Absolutely. not based in anything. It, I think it comes back, as you said, needs to be based in what are your lifestyle goals. Absolutely, because if you know what you want your lifestyle to be like first, whether you want to be travelling, I mean, we can't travel internationally at the moment, but we will be able to sometime soon. We still might be able to take time off and take road trips. You know, we might want to buy a new house. We might want to spend more time with the kids. Whatever that lifestyle goal is, there's an amount of money that we need to have to be able to make that lifestyle goal happen. So if you think about what do I want my life to look like and then say, well, what is the amount amount of money that I need to be able to make that happen, it's so much easier to understand because then you have context on that number and context is everything. Yeah. I think and it's I think it's important to actually break down that to an actual number. Mm-hmm. Right. So do do a proper budget. Absolutely. Resources on Google and YouTube to teach you how to do that. But work out, you know, how much is your mortgage, how much are your school fees, how much food you need to put on the table? What is that holiday going to cost? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, how often are you going to have that holiday? What are your incidentals? You know, are you going to get takeout once a week or go to the movies? You know, whatever that happens to be. But work out a realistic budget and then put a little bit of margin on top because we want to put some savings aside for, for rainy days and, and COVIDs and all sorts of other stuff. But get a realistic budget and that gives us that foundation to work backwards to work out what are my programs, what are my pricing, how many clients I need to sell to deliver that outcome, right? My wife and I lose sight of occasionally and, you know, we work very hard to try and give us that visibility. We're both in business. So it's not mm-hmm. just you alone trying to hit these goals, right? You have a team behind you, which your family that work towards that as well. Totally. And you did touch on it very quickly there, Tim, and I want to go back and make sure that that we do cover this. Once we know what that monetary goal is for the year that we want to be hitting, we need to have a look and say, what programs are we offering currently with the programs that we're offering right now and the price that they are, are we able to actually achieve this goal? Maybe we might need to change one of our programs because the price needs to go up. And sometimes in our programs, we can't just put the price up. The program may need different inclusions. It may be needed to be marketed to a different, um, you know, a slightly different avatar. So we need to look at what are we delivering? What is the pricing? And then still to deliver those goals now with the programs that we set and the pricing that we set, how many clients do we need? And then, you know, what's your conversion rates? How many leads do we need? moving one step back, how many people need to be talking to. Because once you know these numbers, it is so much easier to achieve your goals rather than just setting a number and praying and hoping that it happens. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. How many people do you think actually do that level of detail that break it down to, you know, how many actual calls do I need to make? If we're talking people in the coaching, I would think not many. Um I don't really know. I've not met anyone that breaks things down like I do. I'm sure there's plenty of people that do it, 
But this is something that I've been doing for a lot of years, a lot of years. Yeah, I think so. Well, if look, if you do, jump on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab and let us know in the comments for this particular episode. We'd uh, we'd love to know. We'd love to know if this is an exercise you do, and 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 if you don't, what's what's the what's the holding you back from doing this thing? Because it is, as you say, it's really important to kind of get this down because you, then it can actually drive all your activity, right? If Absolutely. you know that you only need a hundred thousand dollars a year to sort of get by, uh, and you know you've got. You only need 10 clients a year. Well, you know, how many calls do you need to make to do it 10 times? And that can really drive the activity in your business. How many calls, how much marketing, where are those activities? Absolutely. Just this morning, I was talking to another client of mine, Sam, who's been invited onto an interview with the Coaching Institute. Cool. Now, fantastic opportunity for Steve to kind of present to them, but the audience for that thing are other coaches. Mm-hmm. That's not his audience, though. Mm. Okay. So, you know, if we're looking at this breaking down of activities that we need to do, whilst it's a fantastic opportunity, it's going to be great for his exposure and skills and position in the industry, he's not talking to his customers mm. in that interview. So maybe that was should have been an interview that he declined to take a different mm. one. But he may have an understanding of why he's taken it. So that's why it's really important to know where you're heading yeah, not to dob Steve in, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still about- love you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, we still love you, Steve. Right, let's talk about some of the other things, right? Now, uh, most of us will have heard the story that, um, you know, the science teacher who has a has a jar and says, you know, how much can we put in and puts a bunch of big rocks into this jar, right, and says, is the jar full? And, of course, the students say, yes, it's full. And then, of course, the, you know, the teacher gets a bunch of pebbles and pours the pebbles in and says, well, look, you know, we could obviously put the pebbles in and the student asks the crystal the students, is the jar now full? And the students go, oh, of course the jar's full, right? And then, of course, the teacher gets out the sand and pours the sand and it fills all the gaps and now says, you know, is the glass full, right? Really challenging the thinking about how much can you do. But the foundation of that is actually those big rocks. Mm-hmm. And you and I both agree that the big rock that you need to focus on more so than anything else is your marketing. Without a doubt, 100% marketing and sales are definitely the big rocks, definitely the big rocks. How many people don't do that? Lots. Why do you think that is? A good friend of ours, Carl Taylor, says it well. A lot of people do what he calls shuffling papers, thinking I need to make sure my website's perfect, I need to make sure my logo is perfect, or I need to do whatever it is, X, Y, Z, rather than sort of doing the sales and the marketing, which I think a lot of people feel nervous about putting themselves out on a limb. Like A lot of people are nervous, oh, what if it doesn't work or... I don't know what to do. Definitely what if it doesn't work is something I hear a lot. But what about you, Tim? Because you're helping people with their marketing. What do you hear most often? It's not knowing what to do. There's a lot of Mm. people I I know that have this idea of I'm going to try this and we have these half-built bridges, Mm -hmm. these these half-built solutions and they never sort of result. Marketing is not a quick thing, Mm -hmm. as you and I both know, Sam. It doesn't happen straight away. You can start a program today and not see anything that's come to fruition for months, if not in some cases years, as a result of your marketing. We, we were just talking about writing books and I get my draft 
my first draft back this Friday. You've been writing your book for several, <laughs> several years already. Maybe that's a, a few months longer than thirty days. Well, that's we, for we sure. might see we might see that one sort of appear on the <laughs> on the radar for twenty twenty one. All right, Sam for the win. Right. Uh, absolutely. All right, we're gonna we see that on the bestseller shelves, in, no doubt. All right, but we have these things that take time to build and get to fruition. If we just put out a couple of Facebook posts a week for a few months and go, oh, it's not working, we end up this sort of three feet from gold. That's not working because we haven't given it enough time to work. Mm-hmm. And just planning and planning and planning and planning really gets us nowhere, right? We've mm. got to make sure that we implement and we've particularly got to make sure we implement around our marketing because that is the oxygen that drives everything else in our business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sales are the lifeblood of your business. One of our mutual acquaintances, a good friend, Steve Jensen, is often fond of saying and says, you know, more sales solves a whole bunch of problems in your business. It sure does. <laughs> and I know that um, Taki Moore often said to us, you know, if you're feeling like you don't, you need your mojo back, like if it's just feeling oh my God. not right, yeah. there is nothing like making a sale to have your mojo return. I know, and, it's like uh, that validation of everything you do, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. It's like, oh, I don't want to make any sales. And then all of a sudden you make a sale. Oh, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think one of the things though, you know, that big rock is, is definitely marketing and sales, you know, planning out your promos, your launches, your projects, having a look back and saying, okay, if I didn't hit the goal I wanted to for 2020, COVID aside, why not? Was it something that I didn't execute? Was it something that was inconsistent? Was there, you know, a project I started planning, but then completely throughout that's kind of three quarters built that I could kind of revive and, and put back into my 2021 plan? Mm, totally. So that's October. Mm. What about November? I think November's an interesting one. It's kind of this midway point. Right? Yeah, that's how I feel about November as well. I think one of the things that we should look at in November, and then we've got our 2021 plan, we should have somewhere, you know, in a very safe place, our 2020 plan, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's in a Google Drive or, or whatever we want to keep it. But start to look and say, what are the projects, what are the things that I've got on both of those? What haven't I finished for 2020 that you wanted to finish? Right, pull that out. This is where I'd probably put one of those projects. Right, just tidy it up, finish off a couple of things, get a bit of a head start. If there's something that's you know glaringly obvious, if you, as you do your planning and saying, "Well, I didn't do that," and I, you know, I'm going to beat myself up about it, put something in place to make that happen during mm. November. Yeah, and I think it's really important too as you're tidying up and you're sort of – because you're not just going to finish them off. Like things don't have that hard end. There's, you know, a flow into something else. Make sure as you flow into the next thing that it is aligned with your 2021 goals. We've got this like tidying up but also this morphing into the new year and new projects. And we need to make sure that the two cross over and are aligned so you've got this beautiful like flow through from 2020 to 2021. Okay. So that's that's November. Now, as I said, actually I didn't say it, but I think we both say it often enough, Sam. (laughs) <laughs> working on your business doesn't mean you don't work in it. So don't oh, yes, put yes. everything aside for your planning and then forget that there's stuff that needs to happen day to day. Absolutely. You need to make sure that you're still looking after your deliverables, but you constantly 
have time aside to work on your business as well. They happen in tandem. Good pickup. Almost forgot that one. Absolutely, which is something we talked about for a lot before we recorded. So thank you for picking that up. <laughs> I know we talked about it somewhere. Oh, we actually oh. do plan these episodes. All right. Oh. Now, but December. December, right? knockoff month, right? Isn't this interesting? And I think that this is something uh, I'm not sure if it happens as much over in, like up in the Northern Hemisphere, but certainly in Australia, December's the knockoff month, isn't it? People are thinking, oh, well, you know, the start of December, it means I can back off, do nothing, have a great couple of months off in the summer and February think about heading back to getting something done. Mm. Yeah, it's nice to think that way, but a business really doesn't sleep. No. And we need to make sure, even if we've got a team of people, that in some way we are still at the helm. And for most of us who are coaches and consultants, business relies on our industry our time for money. And if we're not doing it, nothing happens. Now, absolutely, completely okay if you've planned the rest of the year to have December off and not deliver oh, on the Totally, totally. And in actual fact, if you, we go back and you've set your lifestyle goal to have December off and you've planned for it and you have the money there and the sales are there ready for whenever it is that you get moving again, then that's totally fine. I know that when back in the days of our, when we had the dance studio and the dance stores, like dancing finishes in December and no one thinks about it again till the end of January. So the flow of how that industry works is that we pretty much have two months off. We can't do much about that. However, in have, when I say two months off, that doesn't mean that we weren't working. That's when we would schedule our whole year's marketing. It meant that, you know, that was when we did our stock takes and our tidy ups and, you know, all of the things that we don't have time to do in the busy times. We also made sure that we had money aside for those two months. It didn't just happen by accident. So if you do have the chance or you do want to have December off, completely fine if it's planned. Yeah, not if you're going to get December and think, oh, yeah, I'll stop now. Yeah, and then go, oh, whoops, run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does, okay. And for a lot of coaches and consultants, December, the December-January period is is often our lowest revenue months. This is where I'm going to stand up and actually disagree with you, Tim. December and January are our busiest months and always have been. And I think that this is for a couple of reasons. Number one this is the time of the year where people are reflecting and starting to think, oh, wow, I didn't achieve my goals this year. And conversely, they're also setting their goals saying, I want next year to be different. It's the time when they're looking for solutions to help them to move closer to their goals. The second thing that I see is that so many people are taking December off that there's less people in the space that can help these people. Hmm. or less people showing up, I guess, and less people top of mind. Less competition. Exactly, exactly. So I think that this is something actually I've been in a lot of industries and one of them was back in the days when I was a personal trainer and a lot of the, actually a lot of, all of the trainers in our gym always took sort of that Christmas New Year period off. And I was the only trainer that showed up in that period. And the reason was because there was always people that wanted to beat the New Year's rush. 
and get into the gym and start working. And if they were starting in the gym, the best time to get personal training clients is when someone's brand new in the gym and they don't know what they're doing. They don't really understand. They feel a bit, you know, conspicuous, a bit awkward. And I always, always got my year's clients in that December New Year period because there was no one else there. Well, here's the thing. It comes back to your marketing, doesn't it? When we talked about that big rock marketing that you should be planning right now, the more you understand your customer, the more likely it is that you can enter the conversation that's going on in their mind and address what they're going to do, right? So for me, the conversation I change my thing to, you know, typically around this time of year is to say, If you implement a lot of your marketing strategy now in December and January, you're going to be two or three months ahead of your competitors come March, April, because Mm -hmm. they're just coming back at that time and going, oh, we need to think about our marketing now, Mm. our automation, our emails and, and stuff that need to go out. And by the time they've actually approved those projects, implemented those projects, and they're starting to see results from those projects, they're into March, April, May. Mm -hmm. But you, dear customer, having had the foresight to actually kick that project off in December, you're launching in February at the end of January and you've got a three-month sort of head start on your competition. Mm. So it is just a little bit about changing the way you position what it is that you do with your client. What's the conversation that's going in their heads? Where do they want to be? And if you can position that well, then you're going to find that you are actually or can be busy at this time of year if you want to be. Absolutely. I like that you ended that sentence that way. It is a choice. We can choose what we want to be doing and how we want to be doing business. Well, you and I are crazy, Sam, because we know that we're going to spend at least three, we're going to go up to kind of maybe 5.55 on the 24th of December. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's us. You know, maybe 11.59 on the 24th of December. Maybe not go that long. Unlikely. I might knock up a little bit earlier than that. But certainly that Friday the 23rd before that weekend, we're certainly going to be, you know, pushing the envelope as we can because you're right, there's um, everyone else is knocked off. And if you're the person, if you're the business owner, if you're the business that's still showing up at that particular time, there are people who kind of still need your support and need your help and you'll get those clients because there's no other competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you love what you do, they say you never work a day in your life. Sometimes it does still feel like work, but you and I very much enjoy what we do and enjoy helping people. So we want to make sure that we're showing up right to the last minute to make sure we can help people achieve the goals that they set. Yeah, I still remember a few years ago, and now I'm showing my age, uh, George Smith, who's an Australian rugby union player, uh, has probably played 500 or so games of rugby in his life and was the, the youngest player in history to ever do 100 caps for his country, 100 test caps for his country in rugby. Uh, by his own admission, was never the best player. But what he did on the field was nothing short of incredible. He had this viewpoint that if he never showed weakness, always showed up that little bit more, that 10% extra, his opposition would get demoralized and make him look, look really good, which they did. But again, he wasn't necessarily the best player, which is not necessarily He was a fantastic player, but mm. just doing that little bit more made him stand out so much more than everyone else around him. Mm. And the mm. same rule applies to your business. If you are prepared to do that little bit more consistently day in, day out, you will show up in a greater way than your competitors And people will go, you must be amazing at what you do. Absolutely. 
I just want to add one little tiny thing there to give context to what you just said, Tim, because this is a conversation that I was having with a client this morning. Showing up and doing that little bit extra doesn't mean chasing your tail and being busy and hustling because it's not about that at all. It's about having a plan and executing that plan and making sure that your lifestyle is in line or in alignment with how you want to be living. Because I think a lot of people think that little bit extra more, and I put that in little air quotes, means hustling hard. And it doesn't mean that just because you and I are going to be showing up till the end of December doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times that we take off and, you know, catch up or catch up for drinks with friends or, you know, take time out. It is about being consistent and knowing exactly what it is that we're trying to achieve. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to 2021. I am so excited about 2021. And I did give a little giggle there because I was reading a blog post that I wrote in January 2020, which seems like an eternity ago, that was talking about how it was going to be the most amazing year. And, you know, well, look at that. It has been fairly amazing. Amazing being been it amazing. stood out from all the others. It sure did. Not, not necessarily in the for the right, right reason. <laughs> exactly. It has, been exactly. A, it has indeed been a standout year. It sure has. I think it's going to be the year that none of us, you know, we talk about, oh, the year none of us forget in a hurry. I don't think it'll be the year that any of us ever forget ever. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Pretty much. Crazy. Okay, well, guys, thanks you for joining us today on the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Of course, if you really love today's episode, we'd love to invite you, love, 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 lots of loves, to invite you over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook. In there, you'll find all our previous episodes and an amazing community of supported business owners who are interacting with their stuff every single day. Uh, Sam, I know you're in there multiple times a day as well. If you've got some comments, jump onto the podcast for the episode for this one, the post for this episode, I should say. Like, share, comment, all those wonderful things, and we'll see you on another episode really soon. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for joining us today. We truly respect your time, so we hope this was valuable to you. If you're a new listener, thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget to connect with me by heading over to samanthariley.global forward slash connect. And you can connect with Tim at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Be sure to contact us and share any feedback, questions or topics you have too.